Why do you think Lonzo would be a better fit in Phoenix? Why? He's a, he's a better fit in Phoenix because they got some some young athletes. They they've been losing. They need a winning attitude. Um, the Lakers gave my boy that losing attitude. If you look at my boys, one thing they do do is win. Being undefeated, Jello and Mello winning sixty games in a row. I mean, my boys don't lose too much. But when it got to the Lakers, they got that. Luke Walton was the worst coach ever for Lonzo because he had a losing mentality. He's been losing for three years. been traded yet god i hope so these rumors are getting to me man clutch sports is leaking all kinds of stuff about my availability and who i'll re-sign with will you well, the sign answer with is you? the answer is anybody i'll <laughs> sign with anybody who gives me money i'll sell out like that have your bucks been calling you my bucks are always calling me baby my number one bucks my first place most dominant team in the nba bucks always call they don't have the assets to acquire you, they though, do Zach. They do not. They, all they can offer up is Eric Bledsoe, and he's sucked for years. Yeah, that's that was my favorite part of the trade destination list. was like, hey, so we're going to do the huge markets. We're going to do New York, we're going to do L.A., and we're going to do the Clippers. Uh, which one would just really annoy Danny Ainge the most? Oh, let's just go with the Bucks. Bucks, oh, yeah. oh. None also, of which, whom which could teams, actually make a trade. Yeah, which teams don't have any assets to give? Yeah, right. we'll pick those teams on our list. Yeah. Come on. Asses? <laughs> but <laughs> put asses in seats, baby. But uh, I respect the hustle of it. Like, we can, we can, you know, kind of grind our gears over Rich Paul and the job he's doing. Man, this is just what everyone does, right? Like, this is what Falk did. This is what Fagan did. Like, this is what – this is the game. It just clutches more – um, outspoken about it because they have an entire media network to to bump things up. And yeah, ESPN is doing a great job. And this is like, exactly this is the media climate where every reporter has a direct line on their cell phone to the agent. It's not like this didn't happen 15 years ago, but the the fact that we have a Twitter feed that everyone is putting their uh, notifications on. Um, if this happened 10 years ago, we'd find out about it. I don't know, the night of SportsCenter. But now we have to get minute-by-minute minute updates, and it feels like a lot is happening. And in fact, it's just posturing in my opinion. Tom, that was the crazy thing. Remember like 15 years ago where you're just like watching SportsCenter at noon Pacific time on trade deadline day going, oh, I hope they announce some trades soon. Like that was a great – like that's how we used to do the, it. The ticker. Arcade, what an arcade piece of shit. Yeah, we just used to watch the ticker. And if you missed half that thing, you were screwed. You had to wait another like – 14 minutes for that it, thing to it was, come around. It was like waiting for a snow day. Oh, it was awesome. God, I missed that. I almost, like, I feel like... Uh, I missed the abacus. 
I was like, the the anticipation of the trade deadline is almost gone because we're gonna know as soon as these trades are rolling in. Like, who cares about necessarily three o'clock, right? Like, I miss uh, manual windows in a car. We had to crank it. Oh, I still got those, I, Zach. Oh, I miss, all right, I'm coming over. <laughs> I miss the like having to like take your photos to the 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 store and actually wait for your photos to get developed. Remember that Polaroids? moment when you pull it open. Remember yeah. Polaroids? They were so instant. They were, oh my god, it was the futures, the dipping dots of cameras. Yeah, but but Dave, your point is uh, is right. Like it always seems like the Lakers are progressing towards talks because they started from like, Hey, we'll throw in one player, one young player. We'll throw in two young players. And it seems like, Hey, the Lakers are making some progress here and we might be close. But in fact, like if you're the Lakers, you have to make it seem like you're okay. Um, this is our, this is, this is, I think the last offer we're going to make. And then you add more and you're more, and you're making it seem like you're making a, a, a good progress to to making a deal, but really they should have just been all in before. Well, here's here's what's going to happen today. Okay, so I thought this deal was happening yesterday morning. Then I definitely thought it was happening yesterday evening. Uh, today we're going to hear the Lakers have walked away because the Pelicans are asking for too much. Then you're going to get a, a Shams report <laughs> saying uh, the Pelicans are softening their stance and they want to get a deal done. And then you're going to get the Lakers coming back saying they're going to offer a pack of gum. And then it, this all either gets done Thursday or it doesn't get done at all. If, That's if where I we're could, at. If I could interject, when you guys sent the text thread yesterday, hey, if this happens today, <laughs> this happens soon, should we do live video? Should we jump on right away? I just thought you guys are adorable thinking this thing's going to get done anytime <laughs> soon, man. It's not going to be done before Thursday. Are you kidding me? They're going to wait until the summer. They got to wait for Danny Ainge to get involved and lowball them. Like, that's what it is. So yeah. They're just yanking their chain. They're yanking exactly. your chains. They're yanking your chains. You guys are like, we need to go live if this happens. Well, they're, they're, they're playing the media game. And, and at this point, like, we're everyone's too smart to it. Like, I, and I don't mean us. I mean, like, fans are too smart to it. I, I honestly think, like, this is backfiring from a PR perspective. Because up until, I don't know, two months ago, the narrative was uh, player empowerment is awesome. And what LeBron does by by putting organizations in a position where they have to kind of, you know, bend to his will is a great thing. But at a certain point, the fans are fans, right? Like they're going to they're going to get exhausted from this stuff. If this trade doesn't happen now, you got three months left of the season to play out the string with these dudes who know that this summer they're all getting moved. But that, yeah, this is I, the first time any of this has happened. Like, this is the NBA. Like, I, this whole idea that, like, oh, the fans are going to get tired of it. No, they won't because the next rumor will come up and then they'll be, oh, cool, rumor. Like, that's just <laughs> – that's what we all do. It's what media does too. Like, that's Like just, a dog that's the with game. a tennis ball. Yeah, man. Like, another I, tennis ball. I just think that uh, – I don't think that it's a problem with PR because when has Clutch Sports ever nailed the PR thing? Like, they screw that up all the time and they still get what they want. Well, I asked this question the other day. Their track record, like, what's their track record? Aside from LeBron, who LeBron, he could do this without. Ask Tristan Thompson's bank account. I mean, Tristan Thompson got damn near $90 million to beat Jerome Williams. KCP (laughs) didn't take the $80 million. Right? (laughs) Nerlens. This is why I think Ben Simmons winds up signing the qualifying offer. Eric Bledsoe got $70 million when he had no business getting $70 million. Yeah, Eric Bledsoe got paid. They get, um, they, and that, and, they and guys, even they, the Tristan Thompson thing, you could say uh, he's related to LeBron, so he got the money. But Eric Bledsoe, like nobody thought he was going to get anything, and he ended up getting seventy million out of and it. And they got him out of Phoenix. John Wall, 
And every every GM, I mean, every agent you look at their their line of work. There's some wins and there's some losses. Right. So if we did this for any other agent, it'd probably be you know the same story. But guys, if you look at this reporting from ESPN, there is no there is no other conclusion that you can draw from what's happening than Dell Demps has the Lakers on mute. That's it. Yep. And he picks up like the beginning was. Uh, the Lakers are calling, but Dell Demps isn't picking up his phone. And then suddenly Dell Demps is talking, but everything that we see out of uh, Woj or Ramona's reporting is the Lakers are calling and proposing and increasing their offer, and there doesn't seem to be any response from Dell Demps. Well, here's the thing, Tom. There's no there's no reason to talk to the Lakers because you know what their offer is. It's yeah. everybody but LeBron. Like, let's say they were talking to OKC, right? It'd be like, hmm, are they going to throw Westbrook in it? Are they going to throw Adams in it? Are they going to throw Paul, um, Paul George in it? Um, You know, there's like a variety yeah. of options and packages that you could think about with the Lakers. There is no <laughs> variety. Like, we know what's on the table. We know what's on the fucking menu, bro. You have no chef special. You know what I'm saying? So, like, well, it's all about no those reason picks. to talk to them. It's bro. all about those picks. Y'all like, can have picks in perpetuity. Take, give them all four picks. It just doesn't matter. It doesn't, the take picks don't matter at all. At, exactly. Like, who cares about a, a, the 27th pick in the draft? But I do want to get back to what Dave was saying because a mutual friend of ours, um, and I'm sure you guys would know who this is, was like, well, guys, I don't know. Uh, this might be backfiring on the players. The fans are getting a uh, bunch of news that <laughs> <laughs> the fans are getting a bunch of news that these guys aren't invested in their team and blah, 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 blah. And I actually have a counter theory to this. I think we're more invested in the transaction stuff this year because for the third year in a row the championship's not up for grabs like nothing on the court matters there's no intrigue on the court so we have to divert our attentions elsewhere right like the first year we tried to pretend like oh this is new maybe kd and them will screw this up and it's like no they smacked cleveland (laughs) then then last year they were not was they were nice enough to give away game four like, yes. they were nice enough. Like, that's what it was. They were nice enough. Yeah, you guys have game four. We'll go back home and win it. Like, Good. After going up three zip, which is essentially in the NBA, means your season is done, right? <laughs> Last year, they, they played around with the Rockets. It got pretty nip and tuck there, and we all got excited at the possibility. But they kicked their asses the last two games, right? And then, of course, there's this year where it's like, oh, man, KD and Draymond, it. We all pretend we tr- we've tried to pretend for three years that any of this shit matters, and it doesn't. That's wait, why but, we wait, get so but was, excited. Boogie has ruined them. So oh well, that's No, but seriously, Tom, <laughs> that's why we get excited when news is reported that Kyrie Irving is a free agent and will consider offers from teams that aren't his current one. That was a news report we ran with for three days. Kyrie's gonna consider <laughs> offers. Like what the fuck? Like it's obvious what's going on. We don't care about what's going on on the court because we we're not stupid. We know what's happening. We were the seriously. Three days of Kyrie has a contract that's coming due, and he's gonna talk to more than one team. Oh, what are we? What is this? Like that? This is ridiculous. Like we. Know it's because the LeBron happening. stuff is settled too, right? Like LeBron isn't leaving LA. Right. 
And at the same time, we do have a like pretty good intelligence that says Golden State Warriors are no more after this season as presently constituted. So that means the league, as far as power, is shifting, right? And the way the dust settles is actually going to matter. Like, it matters where AD goes, right? Because that team right. is going to matter in a way that the Lakers or even, you know, all the good the good teams we have now. Denver doesn't fucking matter. Houston doesn't matter. Nobody out. You know, we could play around with the Eastern teams. Uh-huh. Like, oh, maybe they can uh-huh. call them worse. Is that they Ethan Strauss's music? Yes, it is. Oh, None of these exactly teams matter. And when KD leaves, when KD finally leaves, all these teams will yes. then matter again. It's a, real, have it's a real Ralph Lawler vibe whenever Ethan grabs the microphone <laughs> and just lays back. I love it. It's fantastic. Oh, me. Oh, my. <laughs> well, uh, Ralph Lawler sounds like a ghost haunting the Clippers. <laughs> <laughs> I always say this. I've said this before, but my favorite moment on NBA League Pass is when Chris Paul got grievously injured and Ralph Lawler gave it the sad oh me oh my instead oh. of the happy excited uh-huh. somebody dunked oh me oh my just yeah. oh me oh my yes. as he's writhing <laughs> around in pain it was hilarious and terrible but hilarious uh, if I'm going to be the arbiter here, Waz just went on his rant about how this is good for the league, or at least the the rant is. Uh, if I'm paraphrasing for you, Waz, but yeah, um, this is a direct correlation to Warriors apathy, like we or the the league apathy. It's like all right, we already know who's going to win the title, so we got to fill time here. So we're going to mm. get all up in arms about the the trade speculation. Ooh, I like it. It's a little point point of contention. Point of contention. <laughs> when's the last time? When's the last time the championship was really wide open, though? It's been it's, it's been, been since LeBron went to Miami that it's that we've pretty much nah, known who's was, gonna be no, in the finals. It was, it was years, wide open, but the first two years in Cleveland, I'm sorry, they barely beat Although, that trash. Wide team, open, yeah, then, you're right. And then they lost in 2016. Like, I'm sorry that that wasn't what this shit is right now, bro. And of course, obviously, the Miami years was a fucking crapshoot every time. You but know, we had Cleveland like, Warriors four years in a row, and after the first year, we figured it was going to run it back. And it's like we're we we kind of always know who the top two, yeah, top four teams are. Yeah, but we don't know are. what the result is, bro. We don't know the result of straight up one team steamrolling everybody except for that little punchy Rocket series. I, I have a counter. I have a counter. What if it's that the media is full of amateur? General managers. What if it's that we focus so much of our attention when yeah, we write? The media is full of amateur fucking everything. If we're being honest <laughs> about it, like, come on now. Like, but we like is, to pretend we're so smart. We know all this stuff. Well, Man, right. We don't know shit. We're always like, like oh, this coach doesn't know what he's doing with his rotations. Man, you don't know what's going on in that locker room. Shut right. up. Now, fans are full so, of amateur media members. There are podcasts. There are uh, there are whole websites all devoted to. Cap machinations and trade. I mean, I, I, I might have a little bit of an idea of what's going on in the Warriors every, locker room, but uh, oh anyway, yeah, oh, everybody <laughs> has a trade machine. I think he knows, guys. Come on, Jesus Christ, S M H. Yeah, Can I can I get in on this whole thing because I think it's a very interesting debate. I think there's something to what was the same about maybe it's a little bit fueled by the Warriors' dominance. Woya paranoia, as Brian Windhorst once called it. But 
I, I do want to ask the question of whether this is actually good for the league because we are, in NBA media, a bunch of boosters. And who can blame us? It's the most beautiful sport in all the land. But we're always booster, saying the NBA is coming you know, up. You boost your screen up. Your Oh, my, my. <laughs> Nobody needs to see no, me. I like that. I like that look. It's a good look. <laughs> see, your, yeah, yeah, yeah. see your lap. That's the thing. We were looking at your that's lap. That's the spice. I mean, I mean, don't, don't interrupt Ethan. He's going. He's on a roll here. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Using yeah, yeah. the laptop is literally on my lap. But look. It's a beautiful sport. It's wonderful basketball, but we're always pushing this narrative that it's conquering everything. And during Super Bowl, Super Bowl week, right? I I heard I saw so much on Twitter. I would run into people in the league and they'd say that, oh, man, we're really screwing up their week. The NBA, it's on the front page of ESPN, the NBA, the NBA. And I just keep looking at it. And I'm wondering, A, what does it matter? There's that rhetorical, what does this have to do with the price of tea in, in China? You know, what is the tangible benefit to the NBA, to all this buzz, all these people on Twitter talking about it, how you actually turn that A, into money practically, and B, just in the future growth for the sport, right? Um, and 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 also, also, maybe this isn't good for the league. Maybe this is too much. I want player movement. I like player movement. This is all great for people like us. The super fans are more likely to listen to this podcast. Uh, Dunked on listeners are going to really tune in. The athletic is going to get more subscriptions, but the general fan, what is the general fan seeing other than a bunch of superstars in good situations who have one foot out the door? And yes, yes, it's all a lie. It's all a lie. These guys don't care about you. They are mercenaries, (laughs) but They kind of need to get some of these fans to believe the lie. It's not so good for the league, for fans in Boston to look at the Celtics, look at Kyrie Irving, who has pushed his way there out of Cleveland, is making a lot of money. And they have this team that's on the rise with all this, just all this potential. And he's got one foot out the door. And you're seeing this all around. Look at the entire Eastern Conference playoff bracket, minus maybe Giannis, where You've got uncommitted I, superstars. I don't know if this is actually good for league popularity. Is what I I'm couldn't disagree with this take more. I don't <laughs> think it's possible for me to disagree with this take more because if you're talking casual fan, the casual fan wants to see a star. They don't care where the, the star is. They want to see the star. It actually does like – the ratings show it, it. It when the Lakers matter, when the Knicks matter, which that's no, been no, a while. No, 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 no. But don't, that, don't, that, don't, so, don't get me wrong. The result is fine, right? The if process Kevin is fine, Durant, man. We if, like drama, like the, if, like if fans, people in general like drama. That is good for the league. The, the I'm saying that outcome is fine. I'm saying this overall tenor man, of constant this, speculation, and nobody is anywhere for any particular amount of time or immediately it's, oh, he's going to leave, gives fans the impression that these guys aren't really invested. Fans and don't it, care, man. They, I, I don't, think they're they rooting do. for laundry. They're, no, one, they're rooting for I laundry, think two. I think, I think one of the reasons why Tom Brady has the biggest rated Super Bowls is because he's been great for the same team for so long. It's part of I a brand name. 53% of people that voted for a certain person are like, oh, Tom Brady, let's go. Let's <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, Aggregated. the idea that Tom Brady wouldn't have got ratings on the 49ers, I don't, I just don't buy that. Like, if he played half his career in New England, half on the don't 49ers. Don't tease me, Ross. Still, oh. still <laughs> you imagine, Mace? Shout out, San Mateo. That, yeah, we, we could have had San Mateo 49ers. It would have been great. Goodness. 
Talking about something Jeff Garcia. And and Ethan's point is like, yo, as long as these guys end up in big markets that matter, I I, I don't know that the fans are necessarily that sophisticated, honestly. Right. Um, Ratings are down this year. I mean, we can attribute that to a few different things, but they are down. I I mean, that's LeBron going west, right? Like, didn't we kind of... Yeah, but it was anticipated that the opposite... It, it was anticipated that the opposite would happen, that going to the biggest market uh, mm-hmm. of all of them, because Bro, the Laker market extends something like that. Yeah. But who wants to who wants to stay up until 11 o'clock Eastern yeah. to watch LeBron? Right. Like the East Coast bias. Yeah. I think it's more I about the team, staff. the team not being great. Yeah. than uh, like if you put Anthony Davis on this team and they're a 55, yeah, 60 win up. team I, next I, season, I that's right, right, I'm, go I'm, way up. I'm, I'm with you. I'm just saying that we don't have a lot of tangible indication from all of this buzz and headline domination that this is actually increasing popularity in the league. And given what Zach referenced earlier, uh, a certain administration gets a lot of news coverage right now. It doesn't necessarily mean it's popular. Right. Well, there is a tipping point in uh, how do I put this? Something being a entertaining sport and something being okay. a racist. <laughs> All right. So the Miami Heat, uh, Ethan, the Miami Heat got ridiculous ratings in the first year. But yes. the popularity vote was very low. Yeah. You know what I'm, what I'm saying? Yeah. So like that was very good for the league, even though the Miami Heat did not have a high Q rating. So you're mm-hmm. saying that the Miami Heat were more hateable than the Warriors are right now. Uh, they were Is a good that- villain. I, I think it's good to have a little bit of this. I just yeah, wonder. I, I'm having Ethan on that, though. We don't want, we don't want to get it to the point where our white citizens hate NBA players so much <laughs> that they want to now watch them fail at every turn. I don't know if we want to do that. I don't know if that's what we want to go for, Tom. Maybe one team that we can get all the white people in America to unite against, that might actually work. But, like, the whole league? You know what, Was was It's just crazy enough to work. Oh, my God. What Waz is saying is funny. But it's also a little true. I mean, Waz and I have talked about how the survey data, the ESPN research showed that white fans are far more likely to follow team and black fans are far more likely to follow players. And so there is this really? aspect of, yeah, that that's it's it's interesting. But I see it in my own life, though. You know, like I've never met a black person who painted his whole body blue to go to a mm. college basketball game. Like that's just not something black. He painted a unibrow on or support a. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just, it's just it's just not or like take your shirt off Bur- and burning a jersey winner or burning a jersey. It's just like I don't come across black people who do that now. I was at my barbers, my old barbershop when I was in New York during um, Christmas time, and they still had the Daily News back page when LeBron and them lost to Dallas that said Beach Bum. It's still framed in the barbershop. <laughs> like, they love that. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the type of stuff I see. But, like, typically, like Ethan said, like, this, people love their teams. Again, and this is what I rail against on Twitter when they're like, well, this irrational bad behavior by white people is what drives uh uh um you know money to the league. I'm like, do you have to be an idiot to watch games, which is ratings, watch the game, buy a ticket, buy a jersey for your kid? Do you have to be a crazy person to do that? No. I don't it, think so. And and here's here's another 
point of contention I have with Ethan's uh, point. Of contention. Ethan's point. Yeah. <laughs> uh, is that I think a lot of your take, and I don't, I'm not saying this is how you view it. Cause I don't think you're, you're locked in with, with this world as much as this would suggest, but so much of the backlash and, Oh, is this good for legal and stuff is Twitter based, right? Like, it's like it's social media driven. Like, oh, this is bad. Like 1%. Oh, yeah, exactly. And that, and as we know, I like, would argue Twitter, the other way. Twitter doesn't. I think, yeah, I think the, it's the opposite. Twitter is. I think Twitter is hyped up on this, and it feels like the greatest show. And it's this Hashtag idea this that league. Yeah. this league, this league, guys, this league, right. and it, it's this amazing reality show. Well, there are a lot of amazing reality shows. One of them is Basketball Wives, which often gets better ratings oh, so than good. Inside the NBA. <laughs> Um, <laughs> you know, that doesn't necessarily mean it's broadly it's popular. NBA with basketball look, 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 I don't I don't want to act like I have the answers. I'm merely asking the question of whether all of this speculation that we really like talking about. And I love it. It's it's so fun. It's so funny. Uh, you know, LeVar Ball talking, uh, trying to just completely shitting on Luke Walden. I'm entertained by it. Smart move. I, I just don't know of this state of affairs where Kawhi Leonard's got one foot out the door. Jimmy Butler, maybe one foot out the door. Kyrie, one foot out the door. Kevin Durant, one foot out the door. I might even be missing some guys. It's an odd state. It's an odd odd state of affairs for the league, and it might be just a little too much this. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, and how about, you know, and as I discussed with Ethan yesterday, I don't think the fans were really that mad about uh, KD just straight up leaving OKC. There was none of this speculation. They didn't put him on a trade block. He just left. It's where and the went. bottom line is, dude, you know, this whole thing about telling you early, like, yeah, maybe it's getting me to my destination earlier, which helps me. But you're getting shit back for me, bro. Like, th- right. this is the thing that, that, like, doesn't get talked about enough. Oh, woe is New Orleans. Like, okay, he could have just shut his mouth and left for two years. He could have said, I'm going to sign the extension and then not, right? Like, he could have said, yeah. Woe I mean, like, he, it, definitely. Oh, what, what do we do for the small guy that can't keep AD? Oh, also, my God. Also, that city doesn't give a damn what happens to that well, team, before we be honest, yeah. like. That, I mean, yeah. Well, Waz is actually hitting on something that's interesting where – this might be more galling to the fans writ large. Uh, AD not trying to fulfill his contract and force his way out to a specific team of his choice, but it is far better to the New Orleans Pelicans that he's handling it this way than if he just kept his mouth shut and left. It is it's funny that way. Way better. It's way <laughs> better. And by the way, if if the chatter wasn't out there that AD was was like, yo, I'm I'm getting the hell out of New Orleans. I'm getting out of Dodge as soon as my contract is up. Like there is no Boston offer. Right. Like New Orleans isn't even into like the way that OKC was like, we have to go down with the sinking ship of KD. We can't even entertain the idea of like, oh, we'll ship him a year early because we don't have a firm commitment. Like, you don't even get this Boston trying to get in or the Lakers or, you know, Toronto, all these. You don't get any of that. You just get thinking AD is going to love your sucky ass situation huh. where you got football trainers training basketball dudes, even though uh. like your body does, comp- is, you're asking your body to do completely different things, whatever. You have a freaking president who's. <laughs> Again, it's not like they got a football guy to run the basketball team. They have a football guy running both teams. One guy right. doing two jobs. <laughs> right. Not one guy doing the job that he may be unqualified for. No, he's doing two jobs, one of which he's definitely unqualified for. Right? Like, <laughs> AD, 
AD being like, all right, you know, yeah, 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 I'm definitely staying with this. And then, like, this is ridiculous. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is my problem with, like, um, what Ethan is saying. Like, we baby the fans too much. They don't have to be treated like dumb children who believe in Santa Claus. These are grown-ups, man. They do. They absolutely yes, they do. do. No, they do. Absolutely no, do. no, because all you do... Sports is the only business that needs to be seen as more than a business in order to be a business. People have to believe in this stuff. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. They say it's more than the business until it's like, I pay that motherfucker's salary. Yeah, <laughs> I pay his salary. Listen, man, How man, dare man. he want to leave me? The average fan. Ship his understand. ass out of town. They, like, they, I mean, the Super Bowl, right? Like how many millions of people watched the Super Bowl? And that game was terrible, correct? I don't know. Yeah, I didn't watch it. It was over 100 million people watched. But yeah. nobody turned it off because the game was terrible. No. Right? Uh, Ethan, Ethan, what's the – can I get your Paul Giamatti uh, – impression for the line that he says in the pilot of billions he says uh he goes up to uh axelrod and goes just remember a little thing about sports the players are never run out of town or the city runs the player out of town never the owner <laughs> well did he yell it because that's the only apology about <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing about sports <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the Tom line was though. Yeah, changed. let me get the line. Let me. I'll feed you the line. I'll feed oh you the line God. here. Hold on. Uh, you yeah, are changing the chains of the Pelicans for the chains of the Lakers. I would love a conversation between Ethan's Paul Giamatti and yeah. Ethan's Ray Ritter. Yep. If we could yeah. just. I was gonna say the the Giamatti impression needs a bit more Ritter in it. Yeah, uh, I, I feel like in a way the Bond Temps imitation that Tom does is a little mm. bit, bit as well. It's, yeah, Tom's it's, got a good upstate New York accent. That's oh, good, man. He's got a solid Bond. Well, can we talk about this whole Lakers situation? I was, I, I it, it is fun. It is funny. I, I I haven't checked Twitter in an hour. Did anything happen? Did a trade go no. down? No, no. nothing's no. happening. Nothing's Ethan, happening. Ethan, the, the, Ethan, I I was I was making fun of these guys earlier because yesterday in the in our basket buds text thread it was hey guys we should go live if this happens soon <laughs> this trade happens soon like, this trade's not happening what the deadline's at, at at thursday at three it's a monday there's no chance in hell Man, you, you know what you're letting, getting you know what you're getting three days before the deadline rodney hood to the blazers you're not getting 80 to the lakers <laughs> so uh, are, are you guys with me so, that this probably just isn't happening Yes. I, don't, I think well, it should happen before the deadline. I know, I don't know, guys. I don't know. I do. I don't know, guys. The only the only way that it happens is if Rich Paul really. I mean, he, I feel like he's used up all his bag of tricks. Right. Here's like, how it happens: <laughs> if Rich Paul kidnaps the family of Dell Demps tomorrow, yeah, yeah. we will what get else does the he trade before left? Thursday. Exactly. Call Liam Neeson. Oh, you know. Exactly. Oh, don't call so. Liam Neeson anymore. Don't call Liam anymore. This is. Yeah. Liam Neeson. Uh, no, they do the kidnapping. I, I am so ambivalent. It's just, just going to. So, this I, team, I, I, if they don't get this deal done for the rest of the season, is going to be a train wreck. Oh, I love it. <laughs> it's it's going to be hilarious. Yeah, no, hang on. Now, everyone keeps telling me that these, these young guys have been on the trading block the whole time. It hasn't bothered them. They haven't been good the whole time. So, like, I don't know if it would have bothered them. You know, like, yeah. could it make them worse? Also, New Orleans is doing the thing where they want to tank for their pick. And so they're yeah. going to try to force AD not to play, which that's going to turn into a mess, too. Oh, yeah. I mean, I uh, it's going to be. I mean, they can tell him to stay phase. home. 
I'm, I'm so ambivalent from the from the Pelican perspective, though, because on the one hand, I am with Popovich. Do not give in. Yes. Do not cave to the Lakers. <laughs> Have some dignity. Yes. This is the equivalent of somebody having sex with your wife and saying, I've been having sex with your wife. Now can you sign this document that makes my marriage to her official, uh, even if it benefits you? Yeah? Well, I had sex with your wife. <laughs> Not, 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 not to be, not to be we go, Can we go not one to be episode without, without talking about Bucky? Can, can we do one? Can. No, just one. No, we can't. No, do we, it. can't. we can't, because this is a Darwinian hellscape, the NBA. You talking about cutting is a Darwinian hellscape, all right? This is what we're dealing with. This is Dynasties, BBC, although that might not be the right acronym to use under the circumstances. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, anyway, boy. anyway, I'm ambivalent because I feel that way. I feel that they shouldn't get, <laughs> to get punked by Rich Paul and Clutch. But on the other hand, on the oh, other boy. hand, I feel as though there's value in a Laker roster that might not be optimized because they're a little bit of a shit show where you see D'Angelo Russell and you see Julius Randle. Once they go to other situations, they look so much better. So I look at the, uh, the Laker poo-poo platter and I think maybe it's not a poo-poo platter. Maybe these guys are better than we've seen. They're not going to be better in New Orleans though, because again, they've got a wide receiver coach trying to teach jump shots. But but conversely, (laughs) and I asked the question in the group chat today and then I'll, I'll, I'll shut up because I've been hogging the mic. Um, what players in the Brad Stevens era left the Celtics and looked good, looked better than when he was with the Celtics. That would concern me about getting the Celtic package versus getting the Lakers. Not enough, it wouldn't I'll hang up and enough. I think the gulf between the Lakers ass, the Lakers young players and the Boston players are, are far too wide. Like I, even, even, uh, even if what you say is true is that Brad, Brad Stevens uh, overrates his players, or at least the system overrates the players, I still don't believe in the Ingram, Kuzma, and Lonzo Ball package. I think it, I think the Boston package is way better. Oh, well, yeah, of course it's better. Yeah, absolutely, it's better. But I w- like I want everyone to be honest about this. Okay, you guys see the Lakers uniforms on these young players and the coverage that the play, that the fans yeah. give them and all this stuff. And everyone's like, oh, this team, these guys are not that good. Why are we making such a big deal about them? If these guys were on Orlando, all you losers would be like, this team is the team of the future. Oh my God. They've got nuggets potential written all over them. Like we, we're looking at the Jersey instead of looking at the actual players. Like this is my problem yeah. with, with analyzing this trade package. I'm with you, Tom, the Boston package way better. Like the, like, Jason Tatum is the best you can get in this deal, it looks like, because the Knicks gave up on Porzingis uh, before they had a chance to move him to the Pelicans, right? Like, I think that would be the best player you can get in the deal. But Tatum is obviously going to be better than what the Lakers could offer. But Brandon Ingram is pretty good for a 21-year-old. Like, Lonzo Ball is pretty good at at a saturated position for his age. Like, Kyle Kuzma is a guy we all think can be a really important scorer in this league. Josh Hart, like, solid role player, right? Zubats looks like he might be a decent big man. Like there are really good players in this league. If they were on almost any other team other than Lakers, we'd be going crazy about this trade package. We let the Lakers shit like get no, in our heads. I think it's the opposite. I think it's the opposite. Nah, yeah, I mean, I you tell me sure. we have an over think, like overvalued I, I every damn prospect on some small market team. I think I, it I think depends on the team, Zach. Of, of what 
of what a Laker team should be or do. And these guys, like, particularly with somebody like Ingram um, and Ball, who got picked, like, number two in the draft, it's like, oh, you guys aren't freaking Ray Allen yet, right? right like, Because we, we judge him on his dad or now his uniform, like, not, like, the player he is. Well, also like, the fact that he can't shoot. Like, I mean, he's shooting 42% from the free throw line. Like, that. But, that's but, not, but here's the thing. With like any, other, any other point guard that prospect that we like that can't shoot, we always do the, well, you know, Jason Kidd learned how to shoot. Yes, Hall of Famer Jason Kidd, one of the most talented players of all time, did learn how to shoot. We use that for everyone except Lonzo. I remember, but I remember Lonzo's Lonzo's shot Alfred, looks Alfred Payton had a bandwagon for about two. <laughs> how long was that bandwagon oh going God. on? Like, because you know, it was, if we want to be honest about that, you know why? Because he had different hair. That's why we cared about Alfred Payton. <laughs> no, but what I'm saying is Alfred Payton had a had a large bandwagon for a very long time. Now imagine if he played exactly the way he did on the Magic mm-hmm. his first two or three years, and he did that on the Lakers and they were thinking about trading him. Like we'd be saying that's a terrible asset. That's a horrible player. What's the point of trading for him? Like I personally, my favorite of the Lakers bunch is Lonzo. Right? Like I think Lonzo is good. He could get his Me free too. throws to like better 60%. than Dame Lillard in five years, right, Wes? Well, for the next five years, <laughs> not yeah. in five years, for the next five for years. Next five years. No, I, I think Lonzo's really good. His defense <laughs> is, I mean, it's always going to be undervalued just because defense is. Yeah. Um, but the shooting is a is a real issue, and that's going to limit his ceiling if he doesn't fix those issues. But I like Lonzo. I think like the, the proposed package where he winds up in Phoenix, wow, that's like a perfect situation. He's got Aiton that he can feed to. And Booker, right? Like, he doesn't have to have the ball in his hand the whole time. He can be a secondary playmaker guy. That's awesome. Why are we, but, wait, why are we treating the Suns like they're a real organization? That organization well, sucks all the time anyway. What are we doing? Also, always I want to say one thing about the Boston package. I, I pray that this is what I pray happens. I pray that Kyrie leaves, go wherever the hell he wants. And I just want Boston to make all of their picks and form a team around all the draft picks, all the assets. And we're going to look at that team and be like, that's not – Nothing to really actually care about, honestly, yo. I mean, didn't all they, of those young, yeah, all of those young guys. We were saying that before the playoffs, and look at what they did in the playoffs. See, okay, that's, that's why another, I was wanting I to dance another, on Jason Tatum's grave. Freaking this, this playoff stuff, like they were kicking Rodney Hood's ass right. night. I mean, like, congrats, you freaking like that Cleveland team was terrible. I'm sorry, bro, that team sucked. We're watching the fruits of that team right now, bro. They had LeBron, and it, like, look at the players on that team that they dominated. And again, we know LeBron don't play defense no more. Like, what were these guys right. up against that was so impressive? I don't understand it. I don't understand why we act like their playoff run last year was like, oh my God, they went through the crucible of the Eastern I Conference. I didn't say that. I'm saying we got a bunch of 21 year olds who went to the Eastern Conference Finals. Yes, they right. played LeBron James and Rodney Hood, et cetera. Yeah, what's it? No, but they it's the East, man. It's the East. George Hill on a gimpy leg. Like, what are we talking about, bruh? The the, the teams that they played against were not nothing. And again, we're talking about Milwaukee, right? First they got Jason Kidd, then they got Prunty. Again, he's no John Wooden. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, the team was a disaster. It's early. It's early. Joe Pronti might come back. You know what I'm saying? Like, the team was a disaster. Like, I don't... I'm not saying what they did is anything to sneeze at, but we really... That guy was a substitute teacher who looked like a substitute teacher. (laughs) We're like, yo, Jason Tatum averaged 19 in the Easter Conference Finals. Like, there has to be some context applied, bro. 
Like, mm. we got to apply context there. I just, I, again, the young guys are nice. They're nice pieces. They ain't Oz, I don't want you to dominating burn. no important playoff series, bro. Don't ever burn in these takes lives. before a live show on March 2nd in Boston. Boston. The Boston Celtics will be the best player in a second-round series victory or conference final series victory. Nobody on that team besides Kyrie has the potential to be that player. Nobody. Nobody. That's why I don't understand why we get so excited about these kids. That's I mean, why. I'm not saying – Jason not Tatum averaged 24 pieces. in a five-game series against the 76ers. 24 Boom. points per game. Boom. Look at that face. I see that face. That, that is don't the get us started on Jason right Tatum there. again. I, I like oh, Jason man. Tatum. I like. I, I also. But I, I, I like. He was my, 16 my, years old in the playoffs last year, was, and he <laughs> averaged 24 a game. I, I I like Jason Tatum. I just also like my um, Laker is potential in disguise theory. I, I I'm just clinging to it. He actually averaged 23.6. But ooh ooh. Hey, how do we feel about how LeBron has handled this? And uh, hilariously. I, I, I just, He's handled hilariously. He's tweeted about Super Bowl commercials. Like, come on, man. I just love that the Cavs fans I know on Twitter predicted that this was coming, that LeBron, he he goes to he, he's almost a little bit like one of those uh, Silicon Valley billionaires who takes the blood of the young where he goes to the young situation oh and God. just he 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 says that he's going to grow with it. It's going to take time, but he just uses it. He just uses them. He uses them up. I don't Who's remember his blood boy. Is it Brandon Ingram? Is Brandon Ingram his blood boy right now? Uh, I think Brandon Ingram is a total blood no, boy right now. It's Zubats. <laughs> it's absolutely Zubats. <laughs> Got to get that Eastern blood, that yeah, Eastern European Eastern blood. blood. Um, <laughs> he, 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 well, you know, you know, what it might be for LeBron. This is a crazy theory. Maybe LeBron is more aware. This is a compliment. Maybe he's more aware of his basketball mortality and he gets impatient because he went bald earlier. I think that might be true. I think that's my theory. I think I didn't get my shit together as a person because I still have a full head of hair. It was easy for me to delude myself. After Hairline college, privilege. Was, you're, you're looking I at a perfect Ethan. example of this theory right yes. here. I yes. Look at me. Yeah. Hairline privilege. Breaking news sound. Breaking news. Um, LeBron James on Anthony Davis, quote, I kind of tend not to play much fantasy basketball. That's how I've always been. If something were to occur with our team, whether it's him or it's somebody else throughout the trade deadline, we'll approach it then. Yeah, um, that's the mature soundbite of a man who lost his hair earlier and had <laughs> to uh, realize his own mortality and be an adult and grow up, I think is what I what I take from that LeBron soundbite okay, right but, there. But are people suggesting that LeBron should just be happy with what's on the Lakers and just take it from there? Is no. It, like, is no. that the suggestion But that was here? the story that was uh, – hang on. But that was the story that was sold, right? Like, Of course it was the was story that was sold. It, it, you have it, to it, sell the story that you actually like huh, the players yeah, come who on, you're trying you to know, give up. No one ever thought that that was going to be the case, right? Like, we can't right. tell it. Well, he said this, so it must be that. Like, come on, man. I saw that I, take on Twitter today. Like, I can't remember who said it, but someone was like, wait. But I was, I was told that LeBron mm -hmm. liked the young players and wanted to grow with it. Yeah, he says that until he has to trade them. He was all about Dion Waiters, shipped his ass out of town for Iman Shumpert and J.R. Smith. Like, come on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's what he does. I'm not – I'm almost not criticizing. It's almost like deserve uh, deserves got nothing to do with it. It's just he's doing what he does, but it is different. I mean, just imagine Tim Duncan acting like this and ship his ass out. We we can't grow uh, together. 
<laughs> I need to be yeah, surrounded by you would have to You would have to imagine Tim Duncan being drafted by the Cleveland Cavaliers, right? Mm, right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you would have to imagine him coming into a situation where they draft. What was his name? Luke Jackson out of Oregon. Oh, <laughs> like, Luke Jackson, you know what, what a What a smooth Ooh, stroke shooter. on that jumper. Why, but shooter boss. <laughs> you know what I'm just saying? Like I, rem- like, I remember the first Cleveland teams with, again, People like to say LeBron was at his best in Miami. It's not true. Those last two years in Cleveland was the best player he's ever been. And just go up Shout and down that Ira roster. Exactly. <laughs> Ira Nubel. Snow and, and Booby Gibson. Like that final scene, the second best player on that team was Booby Gibson. The first he time Brown went to the final. a star into his head because he thought after getting it so wide open for all these three-pointers that he was somebody. And it was just LeBron Monk, making Monk him with his bare hands. to retire because LeBron switched teams. He wanted to leave basketball as a whole because LeBron mm-hmm. switched teams. This was the all-star that he played next to. So I think that shapes a lot of what LeBron is trying to do. It's like, Dude, bruh, if, if Lou Williams, to- If Lou Williams had played seven years with LeBron, he would be a Hall of Famer. We would be putting him into the Hall of Fame. <laughs> Seven-time All-Star? Yeah. He's way better than anything. But I said Williams. this about Kuzma. Like, Kuzma next to LeBron works really well. I could see a scenario where Kuzma winds up in an All-Star game because he's playing with LeBron. I mean, it's if tougher it, yeah, in the West, he's right? He's third but, guy. Yeah, like, he, he really... That I, I'm surprised that he is thrown into every deal. And not that he's the best guy out of that group, but just that he fits really well with LeBron. Well, I mean, yeah, I I agree with that. But I also think, like, you give up what you have to give up to get Anthony Davis. Like, this idea that it's too much, right? Like, come on, what are we doing? Like, Anthony Davis is is better than all those guys put together. He's going to be better than all those guys put together. And then you have roster spots to fill in to make Mm. up for it. I mean, that, and it hurts you at the end. It doesn't hurt you at the beginning. Right. Those sorts right. Of trades, exactly. Where it, it, and it's the, the, the Ethan's it's, point, yeah. though, about everybody complaining about what's happening, you kind of see it too, like everywhere, whether it's Twitter or when I leave my house, you're like, well, really, how good is this AD guy? Right. No, I mean, here's another, <laughs> another thing that's been driving me crazy is when people keep bringing up the Nets. Like when the Nets made this Boston trade for, for 38-year-old KG or however old he was. Like, Anthony Davis is in his prime. And he's, the he's, like, one of the five best players in basketball. And you're going to have him for, like, six years at least. Oh, if but he, you don't think Anthony Davis is the best player that LeBron has ever played with, then tune in tomorrow to the big number. Ooh. I thought that was going to be a little Grant Napier. You don't like NBA you basketball. Like, you don't like <laughs> NBA trade rumors. <laughs> I, I mean, he's incredible, but I think one of the reasons beyond the uh, very small market and apathy surrounding it that Anthony Davis doesn't have the reputation he deserves is there's almost a little bit of a lack of charisma to his game. We've talked about this in the podcast where oh, it's it's more fun. There's more of a show being put on when you're watching the Clippers, watching Trez do his thing than Anthony Davis be great. He almost oh, shrugs the ball into the net when he shoots Trez. a three. You think saying Trez for some reason? I don't know why. <laughs> because when I say his name, it sounds like a Game of Thrones character, and it throws me off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, if we're being honest, like Anthony Davis's game is pretty boring. Ooh. There's nothing flashier fun about it. Like he's so good, easy. he's incredible. Yeah, big man like, John there's, Stockton. There's nothing fun. Like he's not a fun player to watch. I mean, if if you like guys who are just so long to do crazy things, like Giannis, it's that's fun. Yeah, but, but um, he doesn't but use Giannis it, he doesn't the same way, people. right? Like He's Giannis also, is yeah, like, Giannis yeah. brings yeah. the charisma. Giannis is yeah. impactful. 
fashioned out he's, there. Yeah. He's dunking from, you know, like 10 feet. You know, Anthony Davis isn't doing all that. Bro, he looks he's like he's having fun. The, the whole flexing and doing all that, like, that matters. That's selling, like, yo, what I just did is a big deal. AD scores 40 and his face barely moves the whole yeah, time. Yeah, he's like, yeah. A, like you know, pro wrestling it's would a be little, the same. It's a little the guys never looked Aldridge-esque. Oh, no, don't do that. Don't do that, Zach. I forgot that Zach's a little bit of an AD hater. I forgot about that. No, no, no. Here's my issue is, one, he came out and everyone was like, ooh, he's a new KG. I was like, shut the fuck up. You guys didn't watch KG. Two, it was that Ethan abandoned Anthony Davis a week into his career because he saw Andre Drummond pick somebody at half court and go in for a dunk. That's the straw man that you've been setting up again and again and again and again. That's what I started giving you shit about. I was very early. This is so dumb. This is so vain. I was so early. I was earlier than anybody outside of the Chicago area to Anthony Davis. This is this is just slander. (laughs) I wrote wrote an article for a defunct website called The Classical. I'm watching Anthony Davis Kentucky games. I think Ethan, you, have, you can only choose one AD, right? In Andre Drummond, obviously. Yeah, but, but this is the, but the Ethan, false. You had a crazy Drummond obsession, and you told me it was like, well, it was watching Golden State have terrible center after terrible center after terrible center, and they could have easily got this this guy who's obviously got physical abilities and he's got some skill. Like, so you just locked in on Andre Drummond. He was a fat is potential in disguise guy. So that 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 was the allure of Drummond to me was he was completely He's out fat. of shape. And I look and I, I like this player, Eddie Curry, uh, also. Eddie Curry was fat and doing crazy shit in the combine, <laughs> then I would be intrigued. I looked at Drummond. I thought, man, if this guy just loses a few pounds, He's going to be fairly physically dominant. And look, I still don't know. Hey, it worked out for the Warriors that they didn't get him. But I might have rather had Drummond than Harrison Barnes. This is a crazy direction to take this whole, you know, this whole conversation. <laughs> Your boy. They would have boy, boy Harry Barnes. Drummond would have been breaking Uh-oh. open threes in the yeah. finals, too. <laughs> he would have gladly. He would have gladly done that. So, um, so anyway, slander aside, it was very skillful, very deft what Zach did, deflecting from his AD, hating, trying to throw it on me and get me no, getting defensive. No, it, I don't, it's very, I don't it believe it was very well done. It was very Davis, well done by you. I never believe that Anthony Davis is a generational talent. I, I think he's incredible. That's a but fair he's, perspective. He's all-time great. And so when everyone's throwing him into these all-time greats, I'm like, no, 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 you got to have some perspective here. Like this, he's not that. Yeah, he's that, not Kareem, by the way, like. At all. What are we doing? What are we doing? Wait, <laughs> Anthony Davis is not all does not a potential all time great? Because you because you watched Kevin Garnett, you're gonna say he's not an all time great? Saying no, because I watched Kevin Garnett and Dirk Nowitzki and uh Is Rasheed Wallace an all time great? No. And I would say Rasheed Wallace is better than Anthony Davis. Oh. Didn't, don't these didn't these guys have wow. like take a long time wow. to get to that level though? Oh wow. Look <laughs> that Rob. Yeah. Me on it. I don't give a shit. Rasheed oh, Wallace won. degrees in the Bay Area, but after that take, it feels like a hundred. Anthony Davis, good defender. This idea that he is a world beater defensively is bullshit. Okay, absolute bullshit. Well, he won't play center, so we yeah. we don't know. He does not like to play center. Yeah. But no, like, no player, no player under the age of twenty-five likes to play up a position. By the way, and I built my team around Rasheed before I built it around AD. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and disagree. (laughs) 
And, like, and, I, and I, was Rashid ever a top five player in the league? No, hell no, yeah. hell no, hell no. He was never no top five player. And I would argue that ah, no, it depends because he spanned eras, right? Like he played through like actual Shaq dominance and David Robinson still being good and Karl Malone still being like he was in the NBA mm-hmm. when those things were facts. Like these were still dominant players. So you know the fact that he wasn't top five is not a real indictment on him. I would say, but I don't think he's. I would say, than we'll, we'll find this out when when he's on the Lakers. But right. Rasheed Wallace changed teams. I haven't seen Anthony Davis change his team yet. That's and true. Maybe that's circumstance. It's very possible that circumstance because the, the, the jail Blazers were definitely impacted by by Rasheed Wallace. So were man. the Pistons, man. Show for sure. <laughs> Pistons would have never won that title without Rasheed. I mean, Rasheed completely absolutely, absolutely, yeah, we know that. And 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 no. the Pelicans wouldn't be anywhere near they are if it weren't for Anthony but, Davis. Games under five hundred. <laughs> Look, I think I think if Anthony Davis is put in position to have a player on his team that's better than him, which might never happen if, if he doesn't go play with LeBron, it might never happen. Uh, that could be really awesome. I mean, him as your number two, like I don't know. I I think it's too early to say he's not an all time great. I think it's too early to say that. He couldn't have a, you know, he couldn't be a really impactful defensive player. Like we, we spent like the first ten minutes of the show shitting on the New Orleans organization, and now we're going to turn around and say, oh, AD isn't that good. Oh, he's not on, a, you know, like he doesn't have a coach. He doesn't have an organization. Doesn't have whoa, a team. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Is a good coach. No, Alvin Gentry is a good Alvin coach. Alvin Gentry is a good he coach. Has, he has terrible players around him aside from Drew Holiday and Miritich, kind of. Uh, they've got no player development. They haven't been able to draft. Um, they, they signed Solomon Hill to a $12 million a year contract. Like it is definitely an organizational issue with Anthony Davis for sure. Um, but I'd like to see him be a little bit more of a rising tide. I don't think that he's okay, making. Okay, so we got two people on this show that are down on Anthony Davis. No, 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 no. On him. I'm being I'm realistic not. about him. Like I oh, recognize I mean, he's one of the sure. best players in the league, but you want to tell me he's a generational talent? Like I don't see it. What? Like how? Yeah. How do you not see this? The, I think Show he's the best player to come out of the draft since KD. Give me the evidence that he's been one of the all-time greats through age twenty, through age yeah, twenty-five. Like we just we talk about LeBron James and what he did before uh, he went to the Miami Heat. Like Anthony Davis, without any All Stars on his team, what do you expect with Drew Holiday on his team? They're plus eight hundred and ninety-two. Mm-hmm. When he's yeah, not, they're minus like a billion. Like he has no other All Stars on his team. What do you expect a guy who's twenty-four years old or twenty-two years old in the NBA? What's your stat? Wait, 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 wait. What's your stat? What's your stat that Charlotte? Has a better record since Anthony Davis was drafted by the Pelicans. Yeah, but his team is constantly Ooh. injured, though. That's the thing, though. Like his team he's is like, always. He doesn't, well, he's also constantly but injured. But you gotta respect Zach using the big number against Tom. I mean, fuck <laughs> that big number, Tom. You have to. <laughs> I'm Tom Haberstroh, <laughs> and you're watching the big number. Oh no, you hate to see it. Oh me, oh my! Honestly, I feel like the only player that even comes close, as far as LeBron era, is I guess 2017 Kyrie, and the very first year he got to Miami, D Wade. Because pretty much after that, D Wade was like, yeah, he got All Star level oh, player, right. but he wasn't one of the best players in the league anymore. So one D Wade season, and I guess a season and a half of Kyrie. Being um like 
obviously an obvious all star. And then, come on, man, like AD is better than both of those dudes. You know, both of those versions. I, I agree. I agree. But those dudes aren't also generational talents. Like Dwayne Wade, obviously, was up until that point. But right. if one year of that isn't going to make him like, oh, this, this is true. like the what? Like, I think if his whole felt- career was that first Bron year in Miami, oh, we're thinking God. about him like he's Clyde Drexler. But this or could this could like, potentially be the first time where where there could be a debate, and, and maybe not right now, but next year, where LeBron's playing with somebody who's better than he is at that moment. Yeah, first time in his career. Are we just not Unless talking about call the, the Ricky Davis team? Davis team made it to the <laughs> second round of the Western Conference. Right. Yeah, they 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 swept. They did the it last, last year, and they year. played the Warriors. If they play another team, it's a different story. Yeah, um, I'm I'm with it. Look, I my synthesis take is that Anthony Davis is the best big since KG. Um, you know, and he is a generational talent, and he just doesn't play with a lot of charisma. It's like watching a pro wrestler who doesn't even look at the crowd, and that's that's what's going that. on. He still seems shy. Yeah. Probably. Well, yeah. I Did we forget was... that D Wade played for a 15 win team? Do we forget this? Appreciate like, like players, players. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Tom, are you saying that Anthony Davis, his career is better than Dwayne Wade's career? Or that it will no, be? No, I don't think Dude, if, if Anthony Davis had Shaq in his yeah. prime, like that Shaq, yeah, like that not is. 2001 Shaq, but if you Okay, had so Shaq we're going time field, travel. All right, so if we have time travel. We do. Look, awesome. the, number, the numbers do not back up anything games, that you're saying. Zach, so I'm trying to give you examples of context here. Like, you know what teams who win games have in common, Zach? They have hmm. good players on it. Okay. <laughs> well, that's weird. Because, that's weird. That's weird because I watch, I watch Kevin Garnett win 50 games every year, and he didn't have any good players on Was it team. every year? Except LeBron teams. Yeah, sometimes. every year. Yeah, LeBron. 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 They didn't have good players on his team. LeBron could drag a bunch of hobos there. Yeah. That's why he's LeBron. He's one dude that's able to do that. That shit, man. Like any any other time, it's Kobe when Shaq left. It's what we're watching James Harden do right now. Like most of the times, that just doesn't work out. Like you get to your little forty-seven wins, and then you go your ass home. Yeah. Like that's that's usually how that goes when you just have one. By know, the way, that's that's roughly about what LeBron. I mean, was winning if you're doing the point differential thing at the end of the run in Cleveland, and you adjust for the Western Conference, right? <laughs> it it yeah. would have been even worse. I. I yeah. I don't know. I just don't see. I I I I, I don't see it with the uh, with the Anthony Davis slander. I I, I support not, Anthony Davis. Why Why do we have to internet this thing and say it's slander? Because everything is he's not a generational great. This is, this is what we live in. This is the other Darwinian hellscape, Zach. You just Tom, have do you, to Tom. Do you think Do you think that Anthony Davis is one of the twenty five greatest players we've ever seen? I think age twenty five. Yes. Yeah. Twenty five greatest talents. It's easy to sit here and it's easy to sit here and say at his age, like he's not a top 25 player. Of course, because he's 25. He's 25. Is he better than Barkley, Zach? We can't put, we can't put, he's not better than Barkley. You kidding me? (laughs) Okay. All right. All right. right. He's better than Barkley. Clip that face. How many times? How many? 25? You said you. You said, Zach, that I'm Kevin Garnett. I'm not talking about I'm trying, to, I'm trying to figure out who's the 25th greatest player of all time. That's all I'm trying to do. Is Charles Barkley here on there? I, I kind of think Scottie Anthony Davis Pippen. is better than Barkley. I would say Scottie Pippen is probably like at 25. Okay. Yeah, right. I've, yeah, I've got right. Anthony Davis above Barkley. I love Anthony Barkley. Anthony Davis playing but his Anthony whole Davis, life with Michael Jordan. 
is far past the 25th best player ever. (laughs) What? Anyway, um, I want to shift focus though here. Um, Hold on, hold on, hold on. Talk about something else. Wait, I just want to. I just want to go back to. to year in, year out, 51 teams. Tom is on basketball reference right now, y'all. He's pissed off. <laughs> 26 wins, 40 wins, 45, 25, 50, 47, 50, 51, 58, 44, 33, 32. Is he better than George Mikan was? <laughs> <laughs> Probably oh not. Because George Mikan invented lefty layups for big men. So <laughs> probably not. I hate the Mikan drill, man. My left was so deep. Oh, that is not a quote to take. I hate the mic. I hate the mic control because it's too close to the basket. <laughs> so, Ethan, um, you know, we haven't really gotten into any Warriors stuff, but so you got to You notice, tomorrow, you notice guys. more like you the bori- the Warriors because they're winning so easily. Uh, yeah. You notice when the Knicks free up a whole bunch of cap room, people go crazy about asking Kyrie questions, but I didn't. I, Honestly, I didn't see as much KD commotion. Uh, there's a very, there's a very, there's a very good reason for that. Was it's because he hasn't made himself available to media wow. since that happened. <laughs> not, not fishy at all, right? Because we've seen two games end, um, and after doing media all season, every game, uh, pretty much just. Like Wait, win. Ethan, didn't didn't he uh, not talk to the media after the Draymond incident as well until he talked to Chris Haynes? It's the only other time. Yeah. Man, so I mean it's the same, it's the same reaction. Right? Yeah, we just we just have to wait for him to go on Bill Simmons and get drunk and then you know, And it's not something that <laughs> happened with his own team. That's what I'm saying. Like there was so much like the Kyrie volume went so crazy because the Knicks opened up two max slots and then it's just been radio silence on the KD front. I just thought that was strange. Mm. Especially if you consider KD's been the one linked to them for far longer than Kyrie has. Yeah, it's 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 interesting that way. I might be writing an article about it, uh, presumably mm. coming out tomorrow. Uh, mm. So, you know, we'll, we'll have to see what's said there. Uh, <laughs> we're going to the athletic. Warriors Wednesday with one right. of me and El Hassan stopping by. Uh, but yes, you're right, Waz. It's very interesting. It's very Even curious. Dramatic very- hamster Amin definitely knows something that's going it's on in like New York. It's almost like Waz was planted to ask that question. That would have By the way, I want, I want Katie to go to New York and, and just go on a little losing street and just get eaten up by that New York press. Oh, Can't wait. Oh, yeah. Like, first of all, this is the thing about KD, right? Like, he goes from college atmosphere, whatever they would call an OKC, where they basically, like, tell the media, they guard these dudes from the media. Like, they Uh coddle all of those dudes in OKC. Like, that's straight up what it is. Where Westbrook could get one, like, semi-tough question and just start cursing at people, right? And and to be clear, the Bay Area media scene... um, Especially during this run, you're not getting you're not getting your feet held to the fire. That's, that's what I'm yeah. saying. It's no Roy Firestone. That it's impossible to lose <laughs> on. What? So like, there is no real media scrutiny on this guy for the last two and a half years, right? So just the idea he go from OKC to the most ideal basketball situation probably ever to to the New York shit. Mm. I oh, want this no. to happen. I exactly, want Kyrie dude. to go Andy, there. Andy lose in his head. I, plus I, or I minus, plus or minus twenty there. games before Kevin Durant is under. liking. I don't, I don't know Vesey. what you're saying, but under, under. Kyrie, but before he's out there liking Peter Vesey tweets. Kyrie doesn't exactly fit with KD either. 
I, I oh, want it to happen. Oh, God, no. I want it to happen. Let's have a guy who dribbles out the shot clock uh, be the Ooh. main partner of Kevin Durant. Let's see what it, let's see what, what happens. Hey, breaking <laughs> but news. Hold on, hold on. But this is the thing, though. He made it work with Westbrook, who does the same Kyrie shit yeah. and can't shoot. So, like, it's not ideal, but at least Kyrie can freaking shoot the rock, bro. Like, at least Westbrook straight up does all of the dribble, 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 ball hog shit and can't make an open jump shot. Like, that's Westbrook is low maintenance. Breaking news, guys. John Wall underwent surgery for a ruptured left Achilles tendon and will be out 12 months. Wow. That contract got even worse. Oh, man. Shouts to Clutch. Yeah. Got the money. Yeah. Shouts to Sato. Mm. Remember when we were talking about KD going home and playing with the Wizards? That was fun. No, no. Yeah. Wow. That's, uh, yeah, yeah. It is funny. Oh, man. I'm going to – man, I cannot talk about the whole KD Warriors situation. I'm just going to scoop myself. I have a – It's very difficult. Bossa Nova. We can't boss Nova on here, right? I think I asked this last night. No. I can boss Nova, actually. Well, no, no, no. <laughs> okay, never mind. Because right. I, I have a Katie thing from recently. I think Ethan knows what happened. Mm, I probably know what happened. Um, send it to the group chat. Yeah, send it, send it to, uh, send it to the chat. I'd like to know about it. Um, not yeah, the Skype chat, yeah. by the way. It was, is funny, not though. Not the Skype chat. Yeah. Yeah. The Skype chat. Okay. <laughs> it, you know, here's here's the thing. You know, uh, I I was just talking to Andy and Sam about this the other day. Um, condolences. Oh man. I love <laughs> um, but why can't that guy just be happy playing basketball? Like what, mm-hmm. what is it? Like you, you know, him better than any of us. Like wh- what is it about him that like, he's very good. He's on the best team ever put together. Uh, he's, he's not sacrificing shots. He, you know what I mean? Like, well, maybe a little bit now that boogie's there, but like, what is it? What is he not getting? What does he need? Some people, the way they're set up, and I'm not saying I'm not I'm not presuming to know the entirety of him, but I'm I like just watching saying, him go through this obstacle course in his mind. I'm saying some people are what they are and have a void that will never be filled, and it is what it is, and there's no fixing it. I'm not saying that's KD. I'm just saying that's some people. He's talking about a mean, by the way. I'm talking about a mean. <laughs> By the way, Wall that's, suffered it, the, the torn Achilles tendon after slipping and falling in his home. No. That's what by, the team by the says. Way, yeah. Beyond, no. Beyond, no. What? I, oof. Uh, be, that, that, that sounds a little mm. – well, beyond that, this doesn't seem to just be uh, specific to KD. It seems like it's the era we're living in. Maybe we want to blame social media. Maybe we yeah. want to blame how all these guys get criticism even if they do win. I mean we changed the rules okay, but up it doesn't happen on with Kevin everybody. Durant. It doesn't we, we happen changed, with everybody. No, I think I, I, I don't like know, KD's. but let's think about it. Let's think about it. Like, like superstar placation. That's your main job as a coach. Apparently, Greg Popovich can't do it. Apparently, right. Steve Kerr can't do it. Um, I don't know if uh, I mean, obviously, Thibodeau can't do it. I mean, I, we can just keep naming coaches uh, of superstars. Luke Walton. Apparently, Luke Walton can't do it. Um, y- you know, we can go down the list. This just seems to be the era that we are in currently. Um. And so it might not just be a KD thing. It might have to do with the incentives that these guys are dealing with. And it's specific to KD, though. If you ask about him, I think we changed the rules up on him where it used to be 
if you won championships, we would just respect you. You were made. You were a made man. We said that you were you were great all timer. Uh, we respected the win. But I think that some of this was a fan rebellion. When LeBron did the decision, uh, a lot of people were mad about it. They didn't really like they didn't really like that these guys were picking and choosing and getting a better situation to win a championship. So the fan rebellion response was then to move the goalposts and to say, yeah, you won a championship. Guess what? It doesn't impress me. It doesn't impress me because you were surrounded well, by great players. I'm not going to pretend like it's the 80s and all I care about is the ring anymore. No, but, Kate, but KD's, but KD's situation is extreme because the KD situation is extreme because, one, again, this team has barely, like, at all been threatened. The freaking – the Heat were, were getting down 2-1 to the damn paces in the second round, right? Like, nothing like that has happened to them. And two, KD went on Bill Simmons' show and said, I joined this team to never face another double team again. Literally said that, right? Yeah. Like, he, but, he, but, he well, then there's also, like, this. Oh, go ahead. Dude. I was gonna say, there's also the whole burner situation, which didn't help him out much, right? Like, yeah, yeah I was not doing I, you I, any well, I do that wonder, was very I, I wonder, bad. Like, how many people know bad. about that, right? Like, how many of like regular basketball fans know about that? Good point. I, I mean, he, had, he talks about it on Bill yeah, Simmons' podcast, right? Yeah, but even all right, even then, like, I, like I'm not shooting on the podcast, but it does like what, like 500,000 downloads an episode. Maybe that it's one like did seven fifty. Like that's it's a still, lot. It's still a no, bubble. It's no, but it's not like it went on. It's not like you. Were, it's not like he was on Joe Rogan, right? Like Joe right. Rogan. Like that is a millions of downloads. Like I would love to wow. hear Kevin wow. Durant talk if about DMT. I was gonna say if KD takes a hard no, alt right. I'm saying the. I'm saying the. I'm, saying I'm the, picturing the Joe Rogan interview where he's saying to the KD. Bro, you gotta stop looking at Twitter, man. You gotta. You, you gotta. <laughs> maybe gotta take a need. sauna. Maybe Bro, you gotta, do. you gotta, you gotta get, get into the sauna. You gotta do some DMT. You gotta. Let think me call about my shaman, shaman, KD. I'm talking about like the casual, the casual sport, the casual NBA fan. I wonder if they know about that. I'm not saying like it's no, not right. a big deal or like right. basketball no, fan. Definitely not. I'm saying the casual fan if they if they know about that thing. But the, this is why when KD went to the Warriors, I said he actually chose the harder road, not to win championships, but to be accepted. Yeah, like yeah. this is a much harder because finals MVPs rings gonna get another one like no one cares and that's the crazy thing like the, to Ethan's point we changed the rules on but like that's the crazy thing is nobody he cares outplayed he outplayed LeBron in the 2017 finals everybody shrugged walked away and said eh, LeBron's still the best player in the world I, I think he might have felt this was going to turn out differently that 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 we would respect it more and we just don't. And so now he's in a, as, as I've said before, he's in a, a Zugzwang situ, uh, situation, as it's called in chess. No move really works out for him. They're all bad, but he's going to make oh, a move. Call that a, call that a cat's game in tic-tac-toe. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we know KD uh, has talked before about how, like, you know, he was the he was the number two recruit out of high school. He was the number two pick in the draft. And he was on, on all those websites. And he's he cares exactly. about his perception, and right. it just feels like he has a hunger inside of him to be, you know, universally loved, which is something that pretty much no one can accomplish in this modern era, where there's always going to be someone who picks you apart. And it's I just I you know I kind of feel bad for him. Well, how? I mean, I don't know how long until they turn on Giannis, because Giannis is that right now, right? Like it was Steph Curry a couple years Giannis ago. Giannis has this whole mentality Nobody of like outside I, of Twitter. I've never had a corn dog before, and everything yeah. is fucking <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I love America. I love bat. Like yeah. he's so optimistic. He hasn't right. had. 
the whole career, you know, he hasn't come up being, you know, ranked in high school and, and always being compared to other people and having to prove yourself over and over again. He's just happy and it's awesome. And I hope it never goes away. To pull an Ethan Strauss and channel my inner Sam Esfandiari. That's uh, Mm. the immigrant mentality. Mm. Yeah. Is what I think Sam would call it. People love him. It's like a Borak dunk. (laughs) But also the other thing about that too is like, He's in Milwaukee, so no one cares. He has yeah. his own team, so there are no expectations, right? Like, th- it's just a different playing field in terms of what Giannis is going to receive coverage-wise and what KD is going to receive now that he's in the, the bigger market. He's, yeah, exactly. But even then, I don't. I mean, I don't think that so much matters. I think it, what matters is the circumstances for wh- how we care about a player. And Giannis is in a very small market on an undervalued uh, team and unless they make Man. serious noise in the playoffs, no one will care. Like they just like no one's going to care. Like it'll be like, oh, he didn't win this time. Oh, yeah. does that mean he's flawed or whatever? But ultimately, nobody will care. Whereas with KD, everybody cares about every little dumb thing. He and does. he won an MVP. And won an MVP. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's yeah. he's in a decent spot reputationally. Um, he might eventually get that similar criticism to what Anthony Davis is getting, but it's not like the thunder, a small market team that were immediately branded a little bit like the Orlando magic back in the, um, in the early nineties, where this is going to be the team that's going to compete for championships. And now we have expectations for you. Giannis came out of nowhere. There weren't even expectations for him as a draft pick. So maybe we'll eventually get there, but I'm not sure. I don't know if we really turn on everybody, right? Did we ever turn on Tim Duncan? Did that ever happen? Well, I, I started I out if he'd gone to Orlando. Orlando. Yeah, I don't know how many people even turned on, on on Steph. There was a little bit of that when they lost in 2016. And certainly people on Twitter, you know, I think like Dragonfly Jones might have turned on him. But I don't know how much the public really turned on him. No, I don't, if, Dra- I don't know. if Dragonfly Jones turns on you, you're dead to me. That, that's the uh, you, you lost. Uh, you, yeah, you, once you lose uh, DFZ, you, you know. <laughs> I'm trying to remember. I'm trying to remember that quote. Of the very famous, um, it wasn't Murrow, it wasn't Edward R. Murrow. Who was it during the Vietnam War? If you lose him, you've lost America. God damn it, this is driving me crazy. It's driving me white. crazy. Cronkite? Yes, if you've lost Walter Cronkite, Cronkite. You've, lost, if you've lost Walter Cronkite, you've lost America. There, that one. There you Most go. Most trusted man in, in America. Yeah, a man who could do that dramatic thing that I wish we had more of where something happens. If there was breaking news, I should have handled it the right way, the Cronkite way, which is by dramatically removing my glasses and maybe wiping them. Wiping Make them it a down. little more intimate here. Yeah. You got to hang yeah. out with the end of your glasses in your mouth, like very pensive. Yeah. Well, now now I know why you don't do that, because now I can't see and I'm wearing my headphones. And it's going to be very difficult to get my glasses back on. But that's neither here nor there. Um, we, but maybe that's it. Is your that's vision just, that bad? Oh, my vision is terrible, man. What? It's terrible. I couldn't drive. I couldn't drive without my glasses. But um, yeah. Uh, is there anything else that we need to cover? Is there anything else going on out there? It's all. Does it's anybody all care that Kawhi that Kawhi's leaving the Raptors? Does anybody care? Nobody, Nobody cares. cares. Nobody cares. Nope. Nobody cares. <laughs> he buys a house in Rancho Santa Fe <laughs> for what was that? Thirteen point three million dollars. That doesn't sound like I'm sticking. Uh, uh, I'm sticking around in Toronto house for thirteen point three. Yeah. I mean, I think no. we all we all justified that deal on both sides. Like if they if they it was a win win because if they managed to keep him, 
then, you know, it was a risk worth taking. If they don't keep him, then they've managed to get out of the DeRozan contract and reset. And, like, they have young uh, seven so, players. So, somebody in the chat the is saying that, that Rancho – somebody in the chat saying that Rancho Santa Fe is basically San Diego. It is. It's North San Diego. Oh, it's also go. the place that Phil Rivers commutes from to practice mm. in Los Angeles. Mm. So Carson. it is possible. It is possible. I, I did mention to, uh, to, to one Steve Kerr, who lives in Rancho Santa Fe, that Kawhi Leonard's moving in. And he said, yeah, we're going to be neighbors. So throw that in the rumor mill. <laughs> Woo! Aggregate that. Compared to the Clippers, is that what you're saying? Yeah, Kerr's going to take over Doc. <laughs> Ethan, so, all right. If I like that spin. This comes up all the time with Coach Thorpe. Um, with KD probably leaving, would, would the Warriors give up a guaranteed title this year? I mean, of course, they're not going to. They're not going to do this, but... Would you give up a guaranteed title this year for uh, maybe being able to extend this run by getting good younger players on more manageable contracts? So like trading KD yeah. to the Lakers well, for their trade, young package. You can't really trade KD. Um, he effectively has a no trade clause. But would we kind of want to punt on one year to replenish somehow? I guess it's easier said than done, I would think. So, I mean, one of the reasons why it's a little bit I wouldn't say crazy because he might have his own reasons, but one of the reasons why KD is leaving what I see is a very competitive situation is that this team should theoretically age well. We don't know with Draymond, but generally if you can shoot and you've got a yeah. fast release in the NBA, you look at the careers of Reggie Miller, Steve Nash, Ray yeah. Allen, you know, it, it seems like they could be competitive for a long time, but for Kevin Durant's commitment. So I don't know. It's I wild, still, I it's think it's wild, dude. I think if, if KD goes to, uh, to the Knicks, the Warriors are still the favorites next year. I don't, I don't think it matters. I think as but long as you've the, got Steph Curry, the margin is shrunk though. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, if cause if Steph gets hurt, you're, you're toast. You don't, as big don't have said, you. you know, it's not a done deal next year. It's not like a guarantee that they would win. It's, it's more entertaining for the regular season sense. Yeah, well, we need to see what they what they come up with, but they're a little bit hurt by how they haven't really developed players. Um, and I need to sneeze, and I'm also going to walk away. What uh, I, what things I'm could gonna, you possibly um, do at your home where you'd rupture your Achilles? <laughs> uh, the risky <laughs> business slide. Well, all right. So remember, he just had he just had. Does he have a basketball court in his home? <laughs> well, he just had that that heel surgery. I wonder if it's related. Okay. Same heel. Uh, yes. Yes. And there was apparently yeah. an infection in that heel. I mean, that wouldn't tear his Achilles, so, but well, no, things but, weren't going well. Yeah, but heel injuries can be related. I mean, you know, like Mike Connolly last year, that that was a an Achilles-related heel thing. So I, I wonder – I don't know. I, I'm assuming more will come out. But um, I mean, I remember – I can't remember the player, but I remember there was a baseball player that got injured like five to ten years ago for falling down the stairs in his house. Yeah. And it was, well, he was out for like the year. But he was drunk. Remember, didn't Jeff Kent uh, like fall off his truck or something like that? <laughs> Washing his truck, yeah. Washing really, truck, he wrecked yeah. his motorcycle though. Right. Yeah. That was the excuse they came up with. He fell off his truck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, oh, man. Uh, Chauncey Billups, John Wall, that- and Jeff Kent. <laughs> Two it's a- John Wall, and Jeff Kent, baby. Two of the best ever. <laughs> the Achilles thing, man. That's an. It's, a, it's such an old man injury. Usually, though. Um, I mean, of course, it can happen to anybody, but I'm just surprised that at his age. 
Uh, I, I mean, he could take I don't know. He's like himself. he plays his, pretty his hard. Boogie tore his Achilles last year, and they were in like, Kentucky at the yeah, same he's, time. He's living that pounds. reckless right. life. Oh man, Is that it? All right, are we done? Yeah, let's wrap it up, guys. Thank you so much. I got we got our Harper Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we what did. Where? What I do? Uh, what I do? Oh, when man. you got mad about uh, probably me saying Charles Barkley? Is that what oh, did it? Oh well. yeah, there it is. Oh, here we go. Yeah. Oh, there it is. I see it. By the way, that uh, the Amin GIF by the is is on my timeline. It's, if it's also it. from uh, the jump. Yes, that's the greatest shit, He's oh, the fucking best. <laughs> He's so good at television. Yeah. yeah. The best part is Paul Pierce's complete unawareness. Of oh that yeah, yeah, yeah. Just keeps anyway. on going. Yeah. Uh, all right, guys. So when this Lakers trade happens today, later, we'll yeah, be, yeah, uh, we'll, we'll go we'll live again. I'm taking a nap. I will not talk to you guys later. That trade is not happening. Thank you for joining us, and we'll see you later. Wrap it up, Dave. All right. For Ethan Strauss, for Tom Haverstrow, for Big Waz, for Zach Harper, for Anthony Mays, and for Jade Hoy, I'm Dave DeFore. Thanks for joining us. If you look at my boys, one thing they do do is win. Being undefeated, Jello and Mello winning 60 games in a row. I mean, my boys don't lose too much. But when it got to the Lakers, they got that Luke Walton was the worst coach ever for Lonzo because he had a losing mentality. He's been losing for three years. Yeah? Well, I had sex with your wife. His wife's in a coma.